Good morning. This is Bakes, Kevin Baker with Bakes Takes. Welcome to the podcast. This is for uh, Sunday, the weekend ending Sunday, August 30th. Uh, first, Sue B is doing okay. Silver, uranium, esports, and now Bitcoin. I added over the course of, uh, of the month, and uh, I'll show you the results uh, in just a minute. Diversify away from your job. This comes from a conversation I had with both of my sons over the week, which I think is valuable to many of you, and how to sell stocks. Uh, Mike, it's come up on a few th- occasions over the last couple of shows, you know, how to sell stocks, my sell discipline, and I wanted to bring it back because I think it's valid. Uh, bake stakes, the first bake stake uh, my our portfolio. I put my feet to the fire. It's a small account, but I want to show you that uh, I eat home cooking, so to speak. And uh, we're half invested. Uh, I'm looking for opportunities for the other half. So we're half in cash, half invested, and we're doing okay. Uh, it's only two months, but we're up 1.4%. And again, here's the, the the lawyerly disclaimers. You know, this is not investment advice. Do your own due diligence. Uh, but this is what I and my sons are doing, and uh, we'd like to have you along for the ride. We're inviting you to eavesdrop, and I hope it adds value to, to all of you. So there we go. Uh, <laughs> uh, uranium, uh, so we're up 1.4%. The S&P's kicking our tail, but you know we don't own Apple, Tesla, etc., so we're not going to keep up. And I don't know what's going to turn those around, but something's going to turn those around at some point. Uh, uranium up 10% plus the URNM is, is the ETF. Uh, Hero is the uh, uh, esports ETF that we own up 5%. The other uranium ETF is up 5%. Silver's down too. Uh, doesn't really bother me that much. I'll go with that with these, these subsequent charts. And uh, the Grayscale uh, Bitcoin Trust uh, own. It's the smallest position. It's just under 10%. Uh, it's down 7%, but I think it's a pretty chart. I think there's a very good rationale for Bitcoin going higher over the ensuing months and years, and we'll go into that. So here's the first chart, North Shore Uranium, and these are the kind of things I like. The, the volume is picking up on the, uh, on the up days, and uh, it's progressing nicely. I think it's in its infancy from all the things I'm reading uh, on, on Twitter and uh, the uranium mafia <laughs> weighing in. Uh, I think that that uh, when you have a commodity uh, battleship that turns, it, it, it goes for a while. And I, I think that's what we have here. Um, uh, the Global X video uh, games and eSport uh, ETF. Uh, and I hate to bring this up, but if football gets canceled, I think this is going to be even bigger. But the, the names in here, SE, uh, NVIDIA, Activision, Blizzard, Take-Two, they're all just killing it. And if football gets uh, dented or canceled, then I think we're going to see a lot of people turning to e-games even more. You don't need that. Uh, they're doing fine w- w- without that. But uh, I just think it's it's a, a catalyst that might send these further north. Global X Uranium. Uh, there's a lot of overlap between the stocks, but I, this is the one that, that showed up in the charts first. And then you folks, which is what I love about this, uh, said you have to look at URNM as well. And so I did, and I, and I, I bought that as well. The silver miners, uh, again, this is a, like a normal consolidation to me. Uh, it, on the, 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 the blue bars down on the bottom are the, the volume on the up days. And then you see the, the, the pink lines, the, the down volume 
receding. Uh, it just looks like it's forming another base to go north to me. I think we're going to be right. And again, if I'm wrong, I've got a sell ticket, and I'm never going to lose a lot of money, period, end of discussion. I'm going to old yeller it, and, and we'll go on and, and, and fight some other battles. Uh, lastly, Bitcoin, Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. Um, uh, and I'm learning a lot more about this. I, I, this is a new area for me. Uh, it's being called digital gold. Uh, it is not ex as accepted as that, obviously. Uh, you know, this is, this is a relatively new phenomenon, cryptocurrency. Uh, but the Fed this past week, in essence, said, we're printing money and we're going to let inflation run a lot harder than, than we, we, we have in the past. So the 2% now is sort of a 2-ish percent, which means to average 2%, we might let inflation run at 3, 4. I'm putting words into Powell's mouth. But, uh, I mean, it's pretty codifying that we're going to print money and do whatever it takes to get inflation up so that we have uh, price stability going forward and we, and we avoid deflation. Again, I'm... Uh, editorializing around his speech, the virtual Jackson Hole speech this past week. But you can see what's going on with gold. Uh, people want to have uh, uh, inflation and destabilization hedges, and I do too. Uh, Bitcoin's volatile, so don't kid yourself if you decide to do this. And then uh, this trades at a 19% premium to NAV. So the, the stock price is 19% above what the underlying assets in the ETF are, the exchange-traded fund are. So just be aware of that. Uh, it's, it's just a, uh, the nature of the beast. And, you know, if the, if, the, if the premium was much higher than that, I wouldn't even touch this. 19% I can live with because I think that, that Bitcoin has the chance of retracing some of this move down from 20000 to 12000 and uh, we'll, we'll make some money. Uh, didn't have any incoming fan mail this week. Ladies, I still want you to, 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 to uh, present your questions as well. But I talked with, with my sons, Bobby and Jack, and uh, you know, they're in the uh, process of, of uh, you know, making 401k decisions and, and what have you. And the one thing that I thought of for both of them, one is a QTS, the data center company, and, and Bobby, and Jack is at UBS. And your job is there, and you're buying the stock with the, with the, the matching, uh, the company match, which is terrific. But then you don't need to buy another data center company, and you don't need to buy another investment bank. So uh, uh, I think you have to diversify away from your job. I've got friends that had millions of dollars of Bear Stearns and Lehman Brothers. And I just, you know, you want to be, you want to work for hard for the company and, and, you know, do everything that their compliance departments ask of you and all that good stuff. But I think after you do all that, you want to diversify away from your specific industries. Um, and Sue B. sure does the job. That isn't the greatest acronym in the world, but FANG isn't either. Um, but... And I also wanted to reiterate that my audience is is Bobby and Jack. I write this whole show every week as if I'm talking to them in my living room and I invite you to eavesdrop. And so this is not investment advice. The, the damn lawyers make me say that. Um, but but uh, we eat home cooking. I mean, I'm, I'm investing in the things that I'm talking about. And um, my, uh, my intent is about as pure as you can possibly make it. There we go. Uh, uh, 
CNBC and others have been talking about, uh, you know, fractional shares and stock splits. And I wrote down that the price of the stock and splits don't matter. But Tesla doesn't care. It's going north. It's the same company. They're earning the same amount of money. And people love the stock splits and love the fact that it looks uh, more attractive in a Robinhood account. And so, you know, great. You know, it's it's cash, and 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 uh, uh, you know, you should you should profit from it. It makes no sense. It's it's you're just you know uh, you, you've got a a uh, an eight slice pizza versus a four slice pizza. But people think that that, that the slice is more valuable. And Godspeed, but it just does not matter. And um, and the fact that uh, a stock trades at twenty uh, and one trades it at two hundred, you know, the uh, that doesn't matter. It's the multiple to earnings that matters. So don't get caught up in in especially now with fractional shares. If you love Apple, buy Apple. And I don't think you should care if you own a tenth of a share or 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 ten shares of a, of a uh, two hundred dollar stock. I don't think any of this matters. I think it all it is is the companies and the fundamentals, and obviously the charts. In my in my perspective, so do with that what you will. The sell discipline, okay, and it, it's come up a, a bunch in in prior shows, and so I wanted to revisit this. Um, in the past, I've used I've used Cisco back in 2000, and buying gets a lot of attention. Selling doesn't. And if you've got a better method, I'd love to hear about it, and I'll incorporate it into the show and what I do. But what I learned from reading Bill O'Neill's book, How to Sell Stocks Short, and having a lot of uh, introspection of my prior mistakes and my prior successes, this is what I come up with. Stock trades below the 200-day after a big move up. This is Royal Caribbean, by the way. So this is the quintessential uh, uh, COVID debacle. And I think it's, 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 it's illustrative of, of what I'm talking about. So here, it goes below the 200-day on January 31st. This is before we were talking about COVID every day, folks. So the market was sniffing out something. And you didn't need to have a, 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 you know, an epidemiologist on the ground in, in Wuhan province to do this. You needed to have a stock chart and eyes. So it closed at 117, below the 200-day um, uh, on January 31st, sell a third. Don't call the company. Don't talk to an analyst. Don't look at CNBC, and CNBC sell a third. Uh, if, if the uh, uh, 200 days starts turning down, sell another third. That's at 116. So you're two-thirds out of the stock at, at around 116, 117. And then you could have had found other reasons to sell uh, uh, prior to this. But the 50-day 50 50-day moving average coming down below the 200-day is... And you can put this on the uh, on, in the post, right? Okay, awesome. Um, and this is March 9th. Uh, that's at 48. So that signal, frankly, is late. Doesn't really help you. But you know, even with its imperfections, you average this out. You're out at $93 versus 68, which is down 37%. So uh, incorporate this in, in, into your thinking. And again, if you have a better way, I'm all ears. But 
I just find this to be a dispassionate way to get out of stocks way before they they go into free fall mode mode and uh, it causes a lot of pain. And then you're you're left with stocks that you're just saying you're trying to invent ways to get out of them profitably and everybody is thinking like you do and that resistance above means the stocks aren't going to get much above 68 bucks in my opinion in this case and I, I hope that adds value. Uh, please call in, use your voice memo app. I say this at the end of the show too, but I'd love to hear your voice. I'm hearing this on other podcasts and I want to incorporate into ours. Uh, tape your questions and email to bakes at bakestakespodcast.com. I'd really appreciate it. I want to hear your voice literally. Next bakes take. Uh, bonds are going down. 6040 uh, portfolios are in a nuclear winter. All I want to do is have feedback. I'd love to know what you think. Of, of my rationale. I'd love to hear yours, and I'd love to hear your reactions. I just think that, that especially bonds, have a hard time uh, going up from here. I think they very readily can go down, and I think hard, especially over the next three to seven years. I've made my case in prior shows, and I'd love to hear your thoughts. Next take, uh, podcasts of the week. This is uh, Kara Swisher and Scott Galloway. I'm a big fan of both. Uh, they're left of me. Most people are. Uh, both can turn a phrase. They uh, Kara quoted Shakespeare, and I forget. I couldn't catch the the term. I was driving in the car. I couldn't find it. Scott Galloway uh, coined weapons of mass entrenchment to talk about the the tech titans, how they build their moats and 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 uh, create monopolies and duopolies. So I just like it. And I think you should check it out. Uh, at eight minutes or so, Scott declares that TikTok will not be sold, which I haven't heard that from anybody else, and so my ears perked up. Um, that seems less likely with ensuing news over the course of this week, but we'll find out. And uh, he's an NYU professor, so he's got very uh, uh, scathing comments on higher education. And he says, you know, K through 12. Uh, if, if kids are home, that's way more problematic than relatively affluent 19-year-olds annoying their parents at home, um, staying home from college. And I think he's got a, a, a strong case to be made. So uh, their podcast is Pivot, and I recommend it. I want you to check it out, and you tell me what you think, and send your ideas to me if you catch things that I think that you think it would add value to the show, especially in the investment realm. I listen to a lot, but I want to, uh, you know, be kept current. Uh, this is sort of my chart week, so I don't have any reporters of the week. I'm going to go through. I read all these, but I didn't get them into the show. I'll do that uh, over the, the, the next week. But a lot of charts. I go through 1,700 charts a week, and more than that. Uh, and I, it came to me late last night that I ignore, and I want you to ignore, leveraged ETFs. If you see the word ultra or two times, that means they're borrowing money to, to, to uh, exacerbate or, or magnify the moves of the S&P 500, the Russell 2000, uh, the, the, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 the DAX, the German Stock Exchange. I don't, this is tough enough as it is to borrow money 2x and 3x to, to throw that on top. I virtually never have that kind of conviction because if I'm wrong, I want to lose a little bit of money and have my winners pay for everything else. 
And so I would stay away. I sure do. You'll never see me talk about a leveraged ETF on uh, on, on this podcast. And here's what I've, I've come up with. New areas to look at. Again, I'd like your feedback. I take all of these ideas and I plug them into Google Alerts. So I see, you know, uh, I did it for Bitcoin and I'm doing it now for sugar. I have no idea what's going on with sugar. I'm going to find out just like I did with uranium. But sugar looks really interesting to me. I have not pulled the trigger. I do want to see some higher volume and some upside breakthroughs. But sugar to me is an area that I'm doing more work. And I'd appreciate your help. Uh, next is copper. This is the Global X Copper Miners. And uh, copper's a pretty good economist. And this is saying that economies are getting better. Uh, copper's going up. And uh, you look at the housing data, that kind of makes sense. And um, I'm, I was you know, stunned by how much this has moved. I don't know how much upside there is from here, but it's a pretty chart, not textbook. Uh, I'd obviously would have rather have caught it lower, but uh, I'm going to work on copper and, and I'd love to get your feedback too. Palladium, this is a nice looking base. See the volume picking up here at the far right. Uh, palladium is used mainly, well, mainly. Uh, I think of it as being used in catalytic converters for automobiles. Of course it is, jewelry, etc. cetera. Uh, but palladium's picking up. Now, obviously, after getting hammered back in March, like everything was, and uh, I don't know what to make of this. Does this mean that that, that uh, traditional automobile manufacturing is going to uh, exceed ex expectations to the upside? I don't know yet, but I'm looking. And uh, I always like to create, you know, a... Uh, a feedback loop. So I'm, here's what I'm seeing. You tell me what you're seeing. Direct me to areas that, that uh, uh, you know, maybe a story or a blog or, or a podcast that you hear that I've missed. And hopefully we'll, that will all coalesce and we'll all make some money and I'll be smarter. I always could be smarter. Uh, natural gas. Uh, now, uh, the seasonality here, obviously it, get, it gets colder. Natural gas use goes up. Uh, and this also might be a function of, of oil getting smacked uh, and obviously natural gas being, being smacked and, and, and people curtailing production. And uh, as, as expensive as it is, shutting down wells just because they're unprofitable. That might have worked its way through the system here. Nat gas is perking up. Uh, you can have big moves in natural gas. And uh, I, uh, this suits my eye. And I'm going to see if, if, if there's money to be made here. Again, I haven't pulled the trigger on any of these. These literally came out of reading the charts over the last uh, day or two. Okay. Um, the volatility indices, the VIX, and these are the ETFs that invest in the short-term volatility. And this looks like a big wedge. I didn't draw the, the lines here. But, uh, you know, we, we've come down from, from these crazy spikes uh, from, what, 60 down to 20. And again, if we retrace any of this, uh, there's going to be a lot of money to be made. I've gone through my Howard Marks ledger, if you will. Here are all the things that can create volatility, the uh, uh, political race, expectations, China, uh, uh, you know, uh, clearly the stock market in and of itself. So uh, volatility, I think, can pick up, especially as we come into November. And here it is, September and, uh, you know, we're, we're getting down to, to brass tacks in terms of, of uh, the election. And we'll see what happens with, with the volatility index. 
This is the, the medium-term volatility, the VIXM, and it's the same kind of thing. This is a wedge or a triangle, whatever you want to call it, a base, and the volume is picking up on the up days, and these moves here are, are pretty substantial. You see this move from, what, uh, again, 20 to 60. We're basing here at 40, and I think if we're right, going to 60 is not going to be um, uh, too difficult. Uh, okay, who will win the U.S. presidential election? I've given you my views on this in the past, that, that I think that the stock market uh, selects the president. The president really doesn't, doesn't uh, impact the stock market that much. So this is predictive. Now, these aren't polls. This is, this is a, a website where you can, in essence, bet money. Not a lot because they don't want people to game the system. But you, bet, you place bets on who's going to win the election. And uh, you see what's happening here. The Biden lead is narrowing. And Trump is picking up. And uh, I think traditional polls don't and didn't pick up Trump's support because you're going to get tarred and feathered in some places, especially if you're on the coast and you say that you're going to vote for Trump. But you could do it quietly and you can certainly put in a predicted vote. And this is saying that Trump is rallying in the polls and Biden is is receding. And we haven't had debates. So... Uh, you want to talk about volatility. If Trump wins, I think the consensus now is Biden wins and the House and Senate go Democrat and it's all it's all Democrat all the time. Surprises on that might uh, you know, create some havoc in the markets. So I'm paying attention to this. I shouldn't say it. I'm interested from a human standpoint and obviously from a, a, a civil obligation standpoint. But as far as investing goes, the, the guy that's sitting in the Oval Office real, or the lady doesn't really matter all that much. But it's being talked about a lot. I want to give you uh, my perspective. Now, this is the stock market, the S&P 500 over the same period. So it feeds into my thesis. If the stock market is up, and the stock market is up close to 60% over Trump's term, so if he loses, it throws the historical precedence, you know, it, it's the exception to the rule. Usually, if the stock market's up, the president stays in. He gets credit for things he had nothing to do with, and uh, it, it could happen again. So fasten your seatbelts. Uh, uh, Bear Traps Report, I just, you know, I like the, the charts that these folks pull out, and I, I, I kind of, this is my highlight reel from their past week. Uh, the S&P 500 forward earnings. Here it is, folks. We're at 20-year highs. It's as expensive as it gets, period. And you can say, okay, well, it's COVID-induced, and so the E is down. It is what it is. As, uh, uh, stocks are expensive. They can get more so. The Fed is making it easier to buy expensive stocks because you're staring at, at, at close to 0% interest rates. But... Uh, Saying this market is cheap, I can't find a way to say that. And this chart sure as heck can't, can't find a way to say that. So just be careful. Know what you're doing. Uh, these are the, this is the, the NASDAQ Qs, the, the top 100 uh, names in the NASDAQ. And so it's the Apples and the Microsofts and what have you. Uh, their title is Bears Are Left for Dead. Uh, the short interest is about as low as it's it, it has ever been. This is a relatively short-term target. This goes back to you know a couple of years, but 
this suggests that uh, we're closer to a top than a bottom. It's just that simple. And and again, stocks can go up a lot more than you think, and they can get way more expensive than you think. But I want you to know where we are. This is inning eight or nine, in my opinion. So pay attention. This is the VIX volatility index, their take on it. These are the lines that I didn't draw, as I mentioned in the in the in the prior segment. Uh, the volatility index has broken out of a, a multi-month downtrend, and uh, it just—it's a nice-looking chart with, with potential. And I'm going to uh, be watching this every day, certainly over the next month, and I'll report if I do anything with it at that point in time. Uh, uh, this is uh, very interesting. Last week, I think it was Friday. The, the volatility index was up with the S&P up 1%. And the reason that they highlight it and I highlight it is it's happened 10 days in the prior decade. So something weird is going on with volatility picking up on an update in the stock market. And, um, uh, and this is with insiders selling like crazy. So just... Stay on your toes, keep your head on a swivel, whatever other phrase you want to use. And, and, and that's why I brought the sell discipline up, because I think it's going to be deployed in the next couple of months on some of your stocks. Because I don't want you to give the money back. That's me. Next, please, Mike. Uh, this is me being a smartass, frankly. Uh, Frank Curzio talks about uh, a recent tweet. Uh, gold and Bitcoin, people say that it's going to go higher in inflationary scenarios and deflationary scenarios. And, and this is a question I ask, you know, what's the bear case? When are you wrong? And uh, what's the scenario that will push these assets lower? And I said, domestic tranquility? And uh, I think there's very little risk of that happening. And so I think that it bodes well for, for Bitcoin. Uh, when I listen to Bill Miller and Paul Tudor Jones, I think that Bitcoin as certainly as a, a hedge asset is going to be deployed by more and more institutions going forward. And I want to be there for that. So that's the show. Please also subscribe to my Bakes Takes YouTube channel. The audio is the same, but the charts that I reference are on the screen. Follow us on Twitter at Bakes Takes underscore and other social media. Please use your voice memo app, tape your questions and email to Bakes at BakesTakesPodcast.com or write if you prefer. I will also keep you anonymous if you'd like. Thank you for listening. Mike Wilson is my producer. Mike, thank you as always. Have a great week. This is Bakes. And for much needed levity, I put a bonus in. Uh, the Baby Chef videos, I hope you've seen them. Uh, they'll bring a smile to your heart, to your face and, and uh, a song to your heart. And Monty Python, as everybody tries to uh, uh, outdo themselves about how miserable their life is and how tough they are, uh, this is uh, a shoebox in the middle of the road is what I call it because that's what the, the line I remember. And uh, I hope it, it gives you some laughs. And I will see you next week. And uh, thank you as always. Take care. This is Bakes. Bye now. <laughs>